Craft Beer Radio episode 490, Saturday, February 9th, 2019. Welcome everyone to Craft Beer Radio. What's so funny? We're here with Greg and some guests that are giggling. We got Nick and Aaron on the show. Too Welcome bad. back, Nick. Welcome back, Aaron. Oh, thank Hello. you very much. Hi. Glad to have you guys on the show. Glad you're in town. I'm sorry to laugh. I just kept as soon as you started the intro, I kept thinking of the blooper of that a day that that Right when I said I said September, February, I got an email from one of one of the credit credit monitoring or like Equifax or whatever, right? And it was dear Jeff Jeff Wee. With a, a <laughs> J-E-F-F-R-W-Y. Jeff Wee with Jeff one Wee. W. Jeff yes. Wee. So, it looks like you're pouring the main. Yes. Main brewing company. Mo. Or rather, main beer company. 6% by volume pale ale. The hops are uh, Falconer's Flight and Simcoe. Oh, Simcoe. Overrated. <laughs> Uh, it can we, be. We've yes. turned him into a monster, haven't we? <laughs> Remember when he was like a newbie, twenty-one year old if, if guy, that, if anything, quiet, we've, we've meek just, over there. We've awoken a monster. I don't think turning him into a monster wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, I've always been a dick, <laughs> <laughs> but you were a meek dick before. Uh, malts are American Two Row Carapils, Caramel Forty L, and Red Wheat. Color is this is not a haze boy. A uh, little bit of chill haze, I think that's kind of mm-hmm. it. It's uh, it's very it's clear otherwise. A falconer's flight. You see it on occasion. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a it's a lot of a name for a hop. So I don't know. I like it. The aroma on this one's pretty nice. You're getting big, juicy orange, a little bit of like pithiness, orange peel. I get a little like almost lemongrassy kind of. Okay. Well, there is some wheat in the, yeah. uh, the grist bill. I definitely get that like orange rind kind of peel. It's a proprietary blend of Pacific Northwest hops. So uh... that's right. Cascades into Notion, etc. Cluster Columbus and Crystal, in addition to experimental varieties. Hmm. Pretty dry beer. It mm. uh, kind of finishes really dry on the tongue. Gives you a little um, citrusy hop burst at fr- in the front. Mm. Yeah, it's not like jumping out at you with a whole bunch of flavor. It's just kind of here I am. Okay, bye. It's, and... it's a lawnmower. Almost like I mean I don't know what the alcohol content was, six. but I meant like oh was it six? <laughs> but I mean you don't have to think about it; just kind of drink it. It's not but bad. It almost Enjoy seems it. like a brute, right? It almost seems like they've dropped the gravity on mm. it, like they added that culture to the enzymes, kind of. Make yeah, drop. a little bit. The those brute IPAs you may have seen them around. Um, not a yeah, big fan. This just it. I mean it. It feels like nothing. It feels like like I I want to. To feel more of the beer stick around than just sort of a lingering bitterness. I I think it has a good it's it's kind of has that brute IPA type thing mm-hmm. to it. It doesn't have a huge full body, but I think it brings some good flavor. 
Sure, it can bring some more hop flavor, some more fullness. Uh, it brings a good bitterness and a, and a pretty crisp finish. Maybe I'm being too harsh on it. I mean, it doesn't taste bad or anything, but I just feel feel underwhelmed by it. How you doing, Aaron? Well, when I first smelled it, I was like, this smells like a beer I'm not going to like. And then I drank it, and it was confirmed that I did not like this beer. <laughs> At least you know how to tell a story about it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was on the edge of their seats. Anticipation. Nope. Nope. Somebody does not like beer. They're probably not going to like this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. This is is not a uh, a crossover. No, it's not a crossover beer. Mm -mm. It definitely, yeah. I mean, it definitely cuts really quickly. Mm -hmm. It's not really, I mean, I get a little bit of resin, like, um, an aftertaste of it yeah and i get like a nice little like almost like an orange like kind of finishy i want to say like not necessarily sherbet like but like orange sherbet if you know what i mean like that aftertaste orange sherbet would get you mm-hmm. is what i'm kind of getting from it but the flavor isn't that bold popping in my face this is something i could just drink and just not have it have a few of these at the bar talking to people kind yeah of but i mean the thing that that uh, the thing that, that gets me is I can get these flavors anywhere. Yeah. These are, there's nothing here that I haven't experienced. There's nothing here that I can't get from your average shelf turd. So it. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. It makes me, I mean, it, there, there's nothing of significance here. Other than it's of it's a well-made craft beer. But there are other well-made craft beers that have more stuff going on for them than this. But. Suck it, Maine. <laughs> that's why, that's why I should have started the spin-off podcast, <laughs> Shelf Turds. <laughs> Still got the domain name registered. <laughs> <laughs> I do, shelfturds.com. So I mean this is yeah, I agree with you, Greg. I mean I mean I don't wouldn't call it a turd. I mean, but... it wasn't the worst no, it, beer it's, I ever drank. I mean the, the point the point about shelf turds is not that they're bad. It, it, it's that they're you, you <clears throat> You ignore them because your your eye goes to other stuff, so they stay on the shelf. Those are the shelf turds, and, but it's like your you know your average pale ale you get from from any place has those pretty much those same flavors, and, uh, they, and they last a little longer too. <laughs> What's the next beer I can Let's shit on? <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Let's do this platform. <laughs> Okay, I brought this one because um, I liked it, but I'm curious to see how it uh, holds up to some other stuff. Uh, this is a Hazy uh, from Platform. This is one of their, uh, it's a rotating uh, IPA, I think. No I in team. I spelled E-Y-E. And, uh, yeah, I guess they, they use... They use grapefruit in this or not? Not sure. It just uh, junk says flaked oats. Oh, so no, that's right. It's on. It's on the. Uh, it's on the can. Yep. The um, big news from Platform is they're opening a brewery in Garfield. Where's Garfield? In Pittsburgh. 
It's, but where? Um, like, like East End. Oh, like, okay. I don't say I think like Lawrenceville area, but right, like pushing right. a little bit further back. Yep. Do, do they hate Mondays? Oh, huh. <laughs> is Nermal gonna be there? <laughs> wow, Greg. <laughs> I'm shrugging. Because you're on the Garfield. Uh oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah it took a little they bit. They sell lasagna there. Yeah. Hashtag I was, I was millennial. Gonna, I was just gonna ask that if they sell lasagna. <laughs> I knew that. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't. Don't blame the millennials. Six point nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, hops are Laurel and Cascade. Oh, this is this is interesting. Uh, the hopping in here, uh, Laurel in particular. They use a Voskvik yeast adjunct, as you said, flaked oats. Uh, grains are two row white. Wheat, malted oats, and caramel. Thirty-two, I Haze boy. I think my nose is off today. The aroma on this one's because not super open. It's a little bit different. It's almost like tea-like or something like that. Yeah, there's an interesting kind of herbal thing that I think is coming from the Cascade because you don't typically see Cascade in in. I'm not used to seeing yeah. Cascade in hazies. And it kind of gives a sort of green... Uh, I was going to say like a grassiness. That's why yeah, I said leafy, my, I think my nose is off today because I thought that was just me when I started smelling it. A slight like mentholated, like mm-hmm. slight mint thing. So the yeast you mentioned, right? That uh, Voskvik. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a new... Um, thing the brewers are using i haven't really looked into it though maybe you can do some research on the fly here it's used in hazy ipas and whatnot i saw one article on it um a couple weeks ago only like a norwegian yeast or something he has a norwegian kvek from the Farmstead? I'm pronouncing that exactly right. <laughs> what? <laughs> His pronunciation is impeccable. G J E R N E S. Neurons. I'm not claiming Nierens. to know how to pronounce it. Neurons. I'm American. I'm going to mess that shit up. Um, so, relatively clean fermentation with orange citrus notes. So a sort of more floral and, and even uh, uh, yeah, fruity. So, yeah. Yeast. So instead of the normal kinds of fruits you might get out of a yeast ester, right? It's more citrusy, I guess. So Laurel, they're calling a "quote unquote" super noble hop. So noble characteristics, peppery, floral, um, but like pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to the flavor of this one, has a full body. As the the hazy might suggest, I'm still getting this like tea character coming yeah. through, mm-hmm. with almost like a touch of bergamot or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. There's, I like yeah the the a tea like I think of like an orange chamomile or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so it has this kind of more. What's the word I'm getting? I mean, it's tea like, right? But like a brown, like a black tea, right? So it has that kind of. Um, it's a little bit of an astringency. Yeah, a little it's... bit of that. You mentioned the orange chamomile. I had at um, our apartment a mandarin chamomile tea 
And that's kind of, when you said mm-hmm. orange chamomile, kind of triggered me. That's kind of what this, to me, is tasting like. But it, overall, the flavor isn't as punch-you-in-the-face kind of flavor. It's very subtle. Yeah. And it's harder to get, like, based around the aroma. At least for me, it is. Like, it's harder for me to pinpoint everything in this beer when I'm tasting. It's a little it's a little closed off, I think, just a bit. But I, I do think it, it has a nice... Uh, a nice, a pleasant undercurrent with a little bit of tropical notes, a little bit of orange stuff. Yeah, what I like about this one is that it has some pleasant flavors to it. Are they obvious or are palates tuned to really diagnose them or, you know, to focus on them right away? I don't think they are. I think they're new flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also am excited because this is distinctly different from your average hazy. Yeah. You oh, know, and some, great. you know, like usually your average hazy has like this similar profile and some are good and some aren't as good this is distinctly different and good so this one's interesting and i just think that part of part of my problem with coming up with um the really bright attractive flavors in here is that i'm not used to tasting the flavors i'm not used to describing them they're kind of getting missed because i'm not sure how to focus them aaron Mm -hmm. you've had a lot of it I'm trying. Uh, okay. Or Nick or Nick's poor. I had a lot of it. Well, yeah, that's true. Nick only poured me a little bit, no, but Nick. I I had a lot like a some. Mm-hmm. Okay, I drank some. Um I would have to agree with you with like the whole tea thing. Definitely tasting that, especially at the end. It's just like it's very not like what Nick said. It's just not the flavor's not bold. At least mm-hmm. not that's definitely not to me because I'm not experienced with this at all. No, I think you're right. I think it's a little understated. It, yeah, it's, it's like it's just not mm-hmm. like I can't tell what it tastes like, and it's not like hit you in the face with like a, like yeastness. That's all I can describe. It's very smooth mm-hmm. to drink it. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely carries the characteristics of what you expect to a hazy to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mouthfeel was the yeah. mouthfeel for sure, but it's tricking your brain because. When I when I when I heard hazy and I cracked it, I expected to have big tropical fruit mm-hmm. aroma in my face, like punching me, and then like I didn't get it, and I kind of like tricked my brain a little bit because that's what I started to associate with these super hazy, when, especially when I hear like oats and all that other mm-hmm. thing thrown into them. Like okay, I see it. It's gonna be super cloudy. It's gonna be super tropical fruity. It's gonna be orange. It's gonna be zesty. It's gonna be a bit like. And then I didn't get that with that. And I think that just kind of started to throw it off. And also that it is very subtle. It's not that it's bad or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot more yeah. subtle. And it's definitely, it's changing the course of what the hazies kind of are. And like, if we weren't discussing it, I probably would have grabbed the can and started looking to see when the expiration date, like when it was canned, because it was so December pulled back. December 17th, I think. Okay. But you know keep, what I keep mean? Keep in mind like, that the yeast on this is, is a different yes. yeast. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're going to see more and more of this mm-hmm. kind of thing being made. Um, yeah, this, what, what this e- is really the first time I've had it, so it's hard to say what is the yeast and what is just the beer, right? What excites me is <clears throat> that Hazy is becoming its own world with different dimensions than just tropical and fruity. That you can take the same base idea of this, this you know, really uh, full mouthfeel. Um, and lot less apparent bitterness, and still play around with the flavors that that's coming out of it. Yeah, 
I mean, Greg knows my opinion on hazy New England IPAs. We've had conversations about them before, but I won't go into full details go, here. Go into take... details. That's why, why you're here. It's a beer podcast. Man. Well, I mean, a little bit, like, I'm hit or miss on the hazies, on the New England styles, and I put them in quotations because there's no real definition on what the hell a New England, because it's still new. I mean, it's still kind of working out its kinks. It's like when New England started taking its thing people would mention like heady topper but now most people are like heady topper is not new england it's way too bitter to be a new england it's not hazy enough to Mm -hmm. be a new england so new england starting to develop into its own thing Mm -hmm. and i do like new england ipas but my problem is is one they're expensive because of the amount of hops that they're throwing into them the amount of dry hopping that they're throwing into them i mean and they're using Mm -hmm. is that the reason they're expensive or is the amount of premium you can charge for them I honestly think it's because the. I mean, you figured they're using a ton. I mean, probably both. It's probably a little bit of both, but for sure. I mean, the amount of hops that they throw into New England's are way more than what some normal. Either way, that that could be debated. But either, oh, I'm not saying they're cheaper. I'm just yeah. saying. But the shelf that... life of them is just so. Like, yeah. This is mm-hmm. a beer that cannot really be canned and sailed across anywhere it is something that should be brewed from the brewer and distributed at the brewery because those hops are dying drastically mm-hmm. quick yeah. and the profile's changing so those are like a couple of the reasons and two sometimes i mean it, it comes with any fad you get a you get one really good one and then you get five shitty ones mm-hmm. yeah. and so like i think it's just at that stage right now and i think it's kind of, personally my personal opinion is starting to peak Especially out of the two years I've been working at a craft beer bar, I'm starting to notice less and less and less people asking about them hmm. over the time. But granted, I'm still seeing the brewery still pumping them out. Yeah, I mean, well, that's curious you're seeing less interest or less asking because uh, they're finally getting to a place where you can get one when you want to get one. I had a Sam Adams New England IPA at the Penguin game last week, this yep. week, and it was good. It was fresh. It was just what I wanted, you know. I mean, that could be it, too. I helped get a lot of New Englands onto um, the bar that I was working at. I was advocating it because when I started there, we had zero. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I left there, we had about eight. So maybe people didn't have to ask as much because they were listed already mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. But um, Eight's a lot. Well, we have 130 taps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they have. Uh, yeah. Taps. Sorry. They. Yeah. You're right. But I mean, it's just things like that with the hazy IPAs. I I the more I started getting into them, the more I found myself wanting a traditional West Coast. But then I found myself within the past year becoming more of a laid back. Like a Pilsner, hands down, is my favorite beer. It's all I want. It's all I really crave. Like a good Pilsner, not like a little shitty. Pilsner. Well, sure. Like a good a Pilsner is good. Is, Pilsner is, can can easily like. Can can definitely be a star. Uh, I to me the hazy is it's not a fad in my book. Um, it's definitely I mean it has aspects of fad to it. Like it it's growing large and it will contract, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't gonna, think it's going to be the goza. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to go away. It's gonna. It, it's sticking around this this style, and <clears throat> we're seeing now experimentations with keeping you know parts of the the New England stuff, the hazy stuff, but going in different flavor directions. That that tells me that there's more out there. I mean, yeah, there's definitely more out there, but then it's just like I think it's hard for me to really grasp on 
I don't know how to explain it really, but like, I mean, I think one, not being able to permanently identify something makes it a little bit trickier because it's allowing, well, what breweries can really base it off of what things like I'm all for experimentation. I'm always for growing and trying things new hands down. That's fantastic. But if you can't brew a proper version of it, what is, but that's what I mean. What's a proper version? What, 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 what is, is something a, to base it off of? What is a proper of? version of anything? I've, I've, we, we've had this discussion before. Styles. What are styles? Styles are mile markers. They're not. They're, they're mile not markers. Definition. Absolutely. I mean, they're not like you they're, have. They're to... meant to be broken, but at the same exact time, I mean, we got to have at least some sort of consensus of it, especially when it comes. I mean, we've been brewing, like I said, pilsners. There's a specific way to brew a pils. Oh, there's a specific way to brew a pils. Is is there a specific way a pilsner has to taste? Come on, hold on a second here. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm not sure I agree with everything, but there's a specific way to brew a pils. So, okay, so you have, first off, there's two different styles of pilsner. There's Bavarian and Bohemian pilsners. Yeah. So they're different. But then take something like Sly Fox pils or Victory Prima pils, right? Like obscenely hoppy for a traditional pils, yeah. but also delicious. Yeah. So... I mean, maybe the, the argument I'm making necessarily... I mean, and it's not like I'm trying to say that I don't like New England's, because I do. I, I just think I'm not like the jump ship on board with the hazies like most people are. I, I have a good one. I'm like, this is good. But I kind of like going back to my West Coast IPAs. I mean, it takes different strokes to move the world. It does indeed. So this is something that uh, it will be extraordinarily rare for some for somebody outside <laughs> of... Uh, outside of a very few people yeah, will be able to I get I should have sold this. this instead of opening it. <laughs> This is the Hydro Cuvée. This is the commemorative Saver beer from 2014. So, like, the only place that it was... I mean, unless they made it again afterwards at one of the breweries. It was Flying Dog and Firestone Walker collaborating. And uh, this is a barrel-aged... That probably doesn't really fit, direct, you know, any kind of description, like, you know, straight up. American Strong Ale. And I think it's it's blended, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 several different beers blended together. 10% alcohol by volume. Let's see. Two barrel-aged. It's a blend of four different beers. Two a barrel-aged uh, Imperial Porter and a Black Rye IPA. And um, then, let's see. Porter blender with a two barrel aged beer, a black rye. So there are two barrel aged beers and a porter and a black rye IPA. Okay. I don't know what those two barrel aged ones. The were. things that Firestone Walker has in their yeah. blending program, right? So we have a uh, dark brown, like really dark, like a little bit darker than cola uh, color, but not black. Yeah, so this beer is five years old now. I also got some uh, chunks in mine. Okay. That I'm excited about. To be expected. It's... Yeah. No, I'm excited about it. And the aroma. It smells so uh, good. It's delicious. The, the aroma, you're getting a couple different things. Um, since I've had this beer before, I've it's picked up some oxidation, right? So you're getting some of an old ale type mm-hmm. aroma on it. But the barrel's in there, too. You're getting this like big, barley, whiny... Rye, I'm getting rye. Barely. I mean, I'm getting, getting rye, a barrel, but I'm getting a significant amount of rye here. I get like a toffee. It's more molassesy than toffee mm-hmm. to me, but uh, to each their own. A little bit of brown sugar. 
But uh, we can disagree. It's I know. It's just <laughs> teach your own. Nice way of going. You're wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on to the flavor for me, it's it's still a decent beer, but it's hugely oxidized. Giving them some sherry, Ooh, yeah. but it's actually leading into cardboard a bit. <laughs> yeah, it lost a lot of its punch, right? Because yeah. um, as a nice, the aftertaste is is okay. Mm-hmm. It goes sherry like, but the, yeah, the the punch of all that, like I was, I was expecting much more of a of a hit of um, molassesy, sugary stuff, and I don't get much of that. It's kind of empty. See on the on the finish, I get. That molasses kind of, uh, like when I let it sit, is when I'm kind of getting that molasses mm-hmm. on the front. I agree with you. It's getting that little bit like that cardboard. Yeah, a little bit, uh, a little thin. It's a five year old beer, made once. Yeah. Um, it was good for a long time. Mm-hmm. We had one a couple years ago, and it was still pretty good. So. I mean, yeah, you feel like if this were fresh at at its at its peak, there would have been a lot here. It would have been like a like a luxurious Kit Kat bar. Mm. Yeah, the Imperial um, uh, Porter had some more bite to it, right? Mm-hmm. It tasted less like an old ale, and Imperial Porter was distinct. The hopping was probably higher. And I, I remember the porter part of it specifically. But that's what happens when you use my superpower for too long. <laughs> Things oxidize. <laughs> it just means we'll have to drink everything out of the cellar now. I mean, you've got some stuff in there that's been there for a while, right? Oh, yeah. There's good aftertaste here. There, there's oh yeah, the finish mm-hmm. is really the nice. The finish is yeah, it's just the the middle of the tongue. It's it's mm-hmm. not doing super awesome. What could that be? A really cheesy blues. Is it blues? Yeah, it's a blues. It doesn't feel like blues. All right, just this is the vamp. Here, wait to the head. One. One, two, five, one. Now we're on four. That's what I meant by the two, five, one. And now back to one. We were commenting we come last five. time about the instruments. Like this. And is, now four. This feels like a, a very high pitch oboe. Yeah. And top of the head, twelve bars. It's twelve bar blues. That's a muted trumpet. Trombone. Trombone. If you I, want I us no to idea. stop talking about music Sorry. theory and stuff, you can just go <laughs> to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And as soon as you go there and purchase something, this will end. This madness will end <laughs> if you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. See, for half the people listening, it's already stopped. But you haven't gone there yet. As soon as you go there, this will end. Oh, you went. Beautiful. <laughs> also, Aaron, we didn't hear your thoughts on that beer. I like the way it smelled. Did smell real good. The taste was like it I wasn't bad. Was like it was it was good. Like it's just the I can't even describe it. The taste was like hardly there, but mm-hmm. still there at the same time. Yeah. Like the way I think about it when I'm drinking it is like the taste is in the middle and it's like surrounded by water. 
And you have to drink the water to get the taste and then the aftertaste. You and I have a very visual way of thinking about yes. the, the taste. And that I, yeah. I, I feel the same way that there was like... It had a barrier kind of... Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this is uh, Epic's... Nick, I'm going to stop orchard. letting you pour your beers. You poured it so rough. That look at the crap you put in Aaron's glass. Look at the crap. No, I... Look at it. Yes. Oh, did I? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did a really. I was wondering. Why You're done pouring. You guys no, I was just pouring Wait, for her because you I knew she like, a little. Bit. You guys kept saying Poured how clear your beers were, and I'm like, my beer is not clear at all. Yeah. And I'm I, not gonna I, let him pour your beer. I get it now. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. I was just thinking she doesn't like it. I want to give her a little yeah, bit of mouth so you can get the, a clear one. For no, this? it's okay. Right. It's fine. You guys no. are pennies we'll are more it. important. But all right, all right, all right. So that happened. There we go. Oak and Orchard from Epic Brewery. Uh, <laughs> it's clear. It's uh... sour sour ale aged in oak barrels with cherry, blackberry, and black currant. Mm. Mm. I'm excited about this one. So it has a reddish hue to it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Has that? a sour smell, which 6.5% alcohol by mine. It's a bit of a minerally and washed rind cheese type aroma to it, so it's probably like a lactic type sour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like a hmm, a hard rind cheese. Yeah, on a flavor, it's like almost like it's sherbety. For me, pretty um, upfront and intense sour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like snacks in you a the nice face. Pucker. It does. You can tell we're all puckering. Right? <laughs> the, the, the color is. You mentioned the color. It's a. The, um, it's like a pinkish, light pink. I would call it an amberish red. But. Um, I can see how in the right light it could be pink. Mm. Yeah, so it's intensely sour. Following up the sour, it's a little bit more sour. <laughs> then, it's like so sour your throat hurts. <laughs> no. There's kind of like really tart cherries, like Michigan mm-hmm. cherry type flavor. You're getting... I, cherry pie. I get like a... <laughs> Almost like a blackberry type of flavor to it, okay. as well. like or both. maybe raspberry. It, it also is what I'm thinking. it also reminds me. This is a very personal memory, but when I was a kid, in the there was kind of a overgrown ah, lot next to my house, which had some <laughs> wild grapes in it and very sour grapes. They were green grapes, but they were very sour, and kind of getting a lot of that as well. I remember Shane had. Um, Wild blackberries that grew behind his uh, his house, and we had some of those, and those were awesome. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> mm. I don't think I can drink a full glass of this, though. Yeah, it's... Well, good thing Nick didn't give you very I, much. I know. <laughs> I'm just going by history. <laughs> I know, but you gave her the crap. That's like, that's the only thing ooh. I had an issue with. <laughs> it's it's really strong and intense. It has a lot of of power in each little tiny sip mm-hmm. so this is you know this is a sipper this is like mm-hmm. a you know, chug 
like we're doing. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, Greg. This one is definitely one where the pacing <clears throat> of the show is making us kind mm-hmm. of get through it faster mm-hmm. than you would, right? Where normally this beer would last you 45 minutes, you know, for four or five ounces probably. Just take your time, yeah. drink it here and there. I will say it's definitely making my mouth almost like salivate. It's like a lot of sensation and, uh, going on mm-hmm. in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not a beer that's tuned for the pace of the show. This one where I'd yeah. much rather savor it. Mm-hmm. But however, for sour, this is kind mm-hmm. of what I look for. I, I like that super punch you in mm-hmm. the face personally um, with the sours. If, if like you're the... not going to go super complex, then then this is, then yeah, punch me in the face but, a I mean, bit. Another thing is this has a well-developed, legit sour. Right? No, it absolutely. It doesn't, doesn't taste thin, plasticky. Mm-mm. Yeah, it doesn't. It mm-hmm. tastes developed. So, but it does. But it is more of a chord than than a melody. Oh, so we're going back to the music stuff since we were talking about it. <laughs> and it it's it's not just because you're here. It, it it's an analogy yeah. that I use a lot because I I, I believe it comes across. You know, chords what three notes, and whereas your melody is, you know, you have a little, you have something, you have a little run of something. This is a nice chord, but it's not even like a seventh chord. <laughs> oh no, this is easily uh, seventh chord sharp five sharp nine. This is definitely oh, exactly what getting it is. into that. Was, that. That's exactly thanks. a nice little. Thanks, thanks for sharing. I'm, I'm thinking that. specifically a seven sharp five sharp nine, and then it's going to resolve down to a D minor major seven. And what would that sound like? That, it's over there. I don't feel like getting it. But you can't hum it. I will not you, attempt to do that. How can you hum a bunch of different chords simultaneously? No, yeah, no, your human voice can't do it, except for a couple people that I've had the, videos for that throat, it's absolutely amazing. Didgeridoo? That one sounded like a didgeridoo, yeah. Mongolian do you throat singing. Do you the Brew Gentleman? Yeah. So, we were at Brew Gentleman earlier today, and people. this was not uh, a beer that we had there, This was, but this was one that I thought... Let's uh, let's get it and see what it's like. This is a mammoth. Why would you not get a double IPA, right? I mean, that's kind of the question. Well, we have, I have a lot of driving to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I mean, we had to start this, with my favorite that, beer. No, I, I didn't too. mean when you were there. I meant in general. Why would you not get it? And you did get it in the end. So, mm-hmm. so it's what eight point. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, eight point something, eight point two percent. It's their winter double IPA, uh, and it uh, yeah, today. I mean, I don't know when it, when it was brewed, but within assuming very within fresh. the last uh, two or three days, at most probably. What's the percentage? Eight point two. Oof, that aroma. Oh, that was like right. I wasn't expecting that. that that's that's it's delicious. The first thing I smelled was weed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not too. You do know that they're cousins. Yes. Oh, really? Hops and cannabis are our cousins. Yeah. I did not know that. So at the time I was out in Seattle at Ruben's Brews, right? Uh-huh. Where like 
the weed tasted like beer and the beer tasted like weed. Kind of like this. <laughs> I'm getting a lot. It, it's it's dank. <laughs> it has a... I don't think it's as dank. I mean, but then again, when I think of like a weed beer, I'm thinking of New Belgium Hemperer that I've had plenty mm. of times. And that one just smells like you just ripped up some stanky stank and some danky dank. So... So I'm starting to get a little bit less of the the weed, it was, and I'm going to get a little it, it, mango. The main I, thing papaya. I'm smelling, mm. aside from the dankiness, yeah. I might get there, but it just it smells green, smells vegetal. It sounds like there's so many hops in here that you're mm-hmm. kind of smelling the chlorophyll and the material of the, the hop. Chlorophyll, more like more, Phil. If you put it under a light and put some probes in it, you might get some <laughs> some energy. <laughs> no, like you mentioned, the mango. I get a little bit of like kind of papaya. Yeah, I think papaya is a better call. Mm. Guava, even. I was about to say guava. Um, oh man, the flavor! It's. Almost like a passion mouth fruit kind the of mouth stuff feel too. is super soft. It has this custardy type mouthfeel. Mm. Guava is like the big flavor. It's almost like yeah. guava flesh, right? It's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy. I mean, this, this, like the mouthfeel just kind of seals the deal on this mm-hmm. thing. It oh, just makes yes. it feel just like. A, you... a little kiwi, maybe? Aaron, you don't I'll look. Jump on board with the kiwi. Super enthused. I just. I don't. I... I can't appreciate that we're drinking the same beer. I even get like a subtle on the finish, not on the front, but on the finish, I get a little bit like a subtle pineapple. <clears throat> it's in there. Breathing some air over it to sort of aerosolize the stuff. And yeah, yeah, pineapple's in there. Yeah, I don't think I aerosolize is the right word. Aerate is probably a better Aerate. word. <laughs> I wasn't going to call him on it. Aerosolize? Yeah. You're, that's like atomizing, like making fine little droplets spray into the air. Well, I think that there, there's a little bit of that going on, right? Hmm. I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. I believe it's the same, it's the same process. Here's some aerosolizing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot less efficient. <laughs> I didn't do that with the beer. <laughs> that would have been a sticky mess. See, I love this, though, because it's... Im- mm. All right, so Imperial. Wasn't expecting this. And then two, there's just so much complexity, too, but at the same exact time, you can choose to ignore the complexities and still like, yeah. enjoy the, the, the beer because bitter- it's so smooth. And so one of the things that stands out for me, Imperial, especially like the Imperial I had at lunch today and whatnot, is like... The bitterness is not apparent here, right? Mm-hmm. Like the bitterness doesn't stack up. It has all these great tropical flavors, and mm-hmm. it's not really apparently bitter. It might have IBUs in it, but it's kind of like what we we're talking about with these phase three hops, right? Where they're less apparently bitter. Yeah, it's it's useful for, you know, I would. Aaron's Aaron's like not like we're not, Aaron's not having a good night tonight. <laughs> um, but I would have thought, you know, this is something that you'd be more open to. 
as opposed to there's I would say that there is the mo the mo was pretty apparently bitter, right? Yeah, I, I would say that there's enough apparent bitterness on here to to be remarked upon, but not anywhere near like a traditional uh, imperial. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I notice with imperials is almost like a sticky malt because they have to use a lot mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it gets sort of sticky yeah. and sugary. This doesn't have yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. And so it like it has a lot of hops and there's a lot of, of tropical flavor so much that it goes into like almost tasting like you said like guava flesh and other stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't have this this overwhelming sense of oh they had, I mean I they had to throw a lot of malt in there to keep it to keep it from being to, to keep it drinkable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I think there, you know, there's some a fair amount of wheat in here as well. I would estimate, mm-hmm. you know, it seems kind of like, you know, the way it's playing with the hops and whatnot. It's giving you a creamy feel. I think the well, wheat's giving you a lot of that, and definitely some oats. Yeah, and this is pretty just, good. <clears throat> this is fantastic. Um, darn good. I mean, it's brew, gentlemen. It is. <laughs> but like, like I said, um, it's bringing a gun to a knife. Jeff fight, says right? it perfectly. It's just like, I mean. Everyone has. We all kind of agree this is not what we kind of expected out of an Imperial. When we think of Imperial, mm-hmm. we get these ideas to them. And, like, when you poured it alone, I was like, this this can't be an Imperial. I'm so used to them being almost mm-hmm. like an Auburn, kind of like a darker, a little bit more of that kind of um, coloring profile. This is, like, straw. We didn't even mention the color. Yeah. But this is, like, a golden straw um, what you would expect out of a traditional hazy. It almost looks kind of like a, an American white ale in a census, where it's, it's, yeah, it's cloudy. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, this, would, this could pass off as being something like along the lines of Allagash white, a little bit like yellower than Allagash's, but like along that line, it looks more like an American white ale than it does anything else. And so that kind of just, I think, just messes with my brain. When I hear the word imperial, mm-hmm. and on a blind tasting, I wouldn't even guess this is eight point whatever percent it is because yeah, you don't re- well in the hazy world, you don't really see imperial hazies like yeah labeled that way, right? And I mean that's kind of what this is, but it it doesn't really like track with like what you'd expect the uh, a cross of the two to be, right? Imperial IPA at eight percent. And, um, you know, what you get from a hazy, it seems more like just a hazy, right? Hazy with high alcohol that's going to screw you over later well, sure, when and you've got to leave your car and get an Uber instead because <laughs> you didn't realize how much alcohol you had. <laughs> Maybe that's why I ultimately hate hazies is because they made me hurt my bank account with how many Uber rides I had to get. <laughs> Well, you can't hold the beer. You can't hold that on the beer. I hold that on the beer. So you love the beer so much that <laughs> that you spent so much money, and that's why you hate it. Okay, I mean, I'm sure that that, that whoever is doing the marketing for Hazy is going to be like, yeah, sure. All right, so we ready? Everyone ready for the last beer? Mm. This one's out of the cellar. This one's from Gary. Thanks, Gary. Frank. Thanks, Gary. This Our benefactor. Is the brewery melange number one. Number one. They're up to like 24 now? Yes. There's a date on the bottle here. Let's see if I can. 2011 is what I imagine it is. Yeah, I think it says 10. 10 something. 10 of 9, 2011. Let me throw on number 14. 
came dipped in wax. Uh, they now release them under their brewery Terra Teru Teru Brewery Teru. Uh, but this is when it was still called under the brewery name. Yes. Oh, that's weird. Okay, so it's a blend of their bourbon barrel-aged stout, Black Tuesday, which is their, like, 18% Imperial Stout, Imperial stout and a Flemish-style sour red ale oud tart. Okay, so we got Imperial Stout with a uh, Flanders. Yeah. A bourbon barrel-aged stout, an Imperial Stout, and a Flanders. Like a super Imperial Stout. And it has eight years of age. And it smells like Rodenbach. And not Rodenbach. What's, what's that blue cheese? Is, there, is it Rodenbach? It smells uh, like blue cheese. Yeah, it definitely has kind of a... Yeah, it... Yeah, it, it, like, it doesn't really... <laughs> Roque Four. Roque Four. That's <laughs> not, yeah, Roque Four. Yeah. So the smell on it, you're right, you're right. The smell is not sweet tarts and like a kind mm-hmm. of like a clean Flanders Flemish tart, right? That... It's more lambicky. It's more uh, sour cheese. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Oh, man, I no, I mean, cheese. like it just it, to me, it just smells like a sour mixed with a stout. Because I smell like the the toffee about it, and then I smell like cherry mm-hmm. in it, and that it's just an interesting smell. To Maybe it. you'll love it. Maybe I Maybe will. We'll see. I'm sorry. What is the name of it again? It's, this is it's the brewery's melange. Melange number one. one. I kind of, the, the, when I first had the aroma, I was like, eh, but now I'm like actually just enjoying the aroma. Oh my God, take the flavor. Take the flavor. <laughs> take, the, take the flavor. Take the flavor. Oh my God, that's. <laughs> oh my science, it's was so that, Was that in one of the, the Super Bowl commercials? Take the flavor. It will be now. I'm making dilly dilly. Taste this fucking beer because it is outstanding. It wow! Has, Holy shit! It is like you would think it'd be this like like cacophony of weird flavors blended together, but it's they're distinct. You're getting yeah. the sour on one side. Yeah, You're getting this toffee. great toffee imperial style on the other side. You're getting the bourbon barrel a little bit later. It's yeah. What was interesting to me was the first sip I had. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then it then it stepped up, and it, it was kept like, building. "Oh, yeah, yeah." I wow. But it seems like those like, I totally get that. disparate components are still like holding on to their identities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing is a sour, and then this caramel. Um, yeah, caramel toffee bourbon stout comes in, and I, I it doesn't do. destroy the sour. It stays with no. the sour, no. but it it like it levels up. It, it it's like it, it's, it's like a sour cherry covered or a chocolate covered cherry. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, it kind it's of you know for me. It, it's almost like it's multi like like I'm like drinking the same beer in different dimensions and mm-hmm. tasting different things like in yeah. like like in this dimension it's sour but like in the fifth dimension it's mm. stouty and they were all coming back together and uh, it's like I'm drinking them at different yeah. times but at the that, same that's, time that's that's really excellent. The the thing mm-hmm. that I I'm getting that I no one's mentioned and I'm not sure if anyone else is getting it could just be me. Um, is I'm getting like not 
a, like a brewed coffee, but a coffee bean. Like when you take coffee bean and bite into it. That's what I get a little bit on the back. After you get through that caramel, like I think almost like a salted caramel macchiato kind of like thing. That is thing not like what that. that tastes like. Not the macchiato <laughs> part, but I, I get a little bit, I do get a little bit of a coffee bean kind of process in it. But that's... If I look for it, I, I can find something that's similar to that. That yeah. was something that popped in my head when I first took a sip, and mm-hmm. I've taken three, four now, and I still kind of get that subtle taste of it. Mm-hmm. As um, I continue to drink this, the sour is starting to dominate. Like, I'm losing the other things. I'm just getting more and more sour each sip. The step doesn't feel as high. Yeah. Um, it's like not as big of a shock anymore. Yeah, I agree that the, the sour starts to dominate as it goes through. But still, like if like the aftertaste is not to me is not that sour. Like the sour is still there, mm-hmm. but I taste more of like the barrel or like the the stout. Now here's where there's a melody going on, as opposed to the other one where it was just like you know. So this sour versus the other sour. You, I think you can now see what I mean, where it's like yeah. a chord versus a melody. Yeah, this is like Chick Corea, Spain. All those jazz heads are going nuts right now. I'm just saying. Yeah, we have a lot of them listening. Yeah, you do have say. a couple of them because I met one and he said, "Oh, you're the jazz guy." That's all I know. Shout out to wow, that guy. That. Hey, shout guy. out to that guy. Hey, jazz guy. <laughs> I met you like two and a half years ago, three years ago. <laughs> if we're gonna force music uh, analogies, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this is like an acapella, right? Where you got like a bunch of different people harmonizing. Harmonizing, yes. I'm enjoying yeah, this. This is definitely an Eric Whitaker acapella group. Oh shit! He just keeps going. So that, that, that makes the Hydrakuni kind of like Gregorian chants. It's just old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you just gotta get swifty. Gotta get swifty. The more I'm drinking this beer, the more I'm enjoying it, though. Because, That's good. like, the sour, like, the tart in the beginning isn't as big of a shock to mm-hmm. my taste buds, and I think the other sour we had helped that. Do you enjoying a beer? Come on. I enjoy beer sometimes, and it's usually they're sour. She said it. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I think the other sour that we had that was so, like, punch you in the face sour, this one kind of, like, is more enjoyable because it's, mm-hmm. it's more drinkable. And mm-hmm. I think my taste buds just aren't, like, holy crap, what are you doing? It's more enjoyable with this one. Nick, we don't clink glasses on this show. We find it offensive. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we've gotten some more feedback. I made another a horrible mistake on the show. Bring Are you gonna do here? another? I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, this one's not. You see, this one's not you slanderous. See why I made the? Yes, this one's not slanderous though. So, the um, foreign objects is not the new name of Soul. Soul. It is uh, separatist. Is that no? I don't even want to say it. We're, we're gonna mess up again. I forget. But foreign objects is not Soul. Mm. That's, I'll stop there. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Any other? There are so many breweries out there. That's why our Treehouse Trillium thing was like, yeah. Except we were just kind of. I mean, it wasn't technically slander, but it was like. I mean, we we apparently kept harping on the point. Yeah. 
and um, whereas the point was not about the brewery itself, the point is more about the the culture of of there bad labor practices in in um, breweries. A trillium. And I misremembered the story, and I kept calling it Treehouse, like, again and again. And so, actually, there was a, Greg and I were having this discussion. Say, Treehouse is in my top five. I've had a lot by Treehouse, and I love so, Treehouse. But we were saying they were the assholes, right? Um, and uh, I house. said that. Greg didn't know. I was telling Greg the story. <laughs> and um listener kind of, you know, wrote in, informed us. And, you know, I, I felt it was w- worth going back and posting a little disclaimer in the show saying we mean trillion we don't so it was nathan by the way nathan. who nate who said uh, uh soul change name to separatist beer project yes there you go yes thank nate um yeah i was gonna say treehouse man oh god i love treehouse i get a lot of treehouse because of her cousin mm. scott kenna shout out this dude goes up to boston like i don't know like every other month he brings me a ton of fucking treehouse stuff, and it's so good. So good. All right. I think it's time to get on to the rankings. Ranking time. All right. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. Okay. Okay. So, bring out the... Can you... There's all the beers out here. There's the sour that's right there. The Epic and the Mo are over there. Right. Okay. So I think that um, I think that in last place, the Hydra Cuvée goes in last place because it was just old, uh, and if it weren't so old, then it would have it would have been considerably higher. I think because there were some really good flavors there, mm-hmm. but it was sort of emptiness. Uh, so I'm going to put that there, and then in. In fifth place, I think it's clear the main. Well, nothing wrong with the beer, and it was fine. It's also the kind of thing I could get anywhere. I didn't get anything that I wouldn't have been able to find. And essentially, any pale ale I pick up off the street. So good on you, I guess. But there's, I mean, it's just not really that interesting to me. In fourth place. The epic. So that was powerful sour, pushing those sour notes, but that's kind of it. Um, it it had some complexity to it, but not a lot. And I was, you know, especially when you compare it to like the melange, there's a lot more complexity, a lot more interesting stuff going on in the melange. So epic loses that round in. F- third place than the platform which had it was you know going different ways with the new england style trying to play off the flavors in different ways which is cool i like that experimentation but it loses out to the brew gentleman when it does some when brew gentleman is doing lots of really interesting and cool stuff there but this melange it's fantastic All right, I can go next. Um, <clears throat> I think Greg got it right tonight. <laughs> Damn right I did. <laughs> yeah, he got it right. So the Hydro Cuvée, the Saver beer, used to be good, got oxidized. 
the Mo, I liked it better than Greg did, but it for me it slots in the same position. I thought that it had a nice citrus hop flavor, kind of had that brute IPA type thing going on with like nice dry crisp finish, had a lingering bitterness. It worked well for me. Uh, then I'm going to put the Epic. Uh, kind of a tough call for me here. I, I liked, I want to give it props because it was a developed sour, right? It wasn't a mm -hmm. quick shoddy sour it was developed sour but then the thing that penalized that in the ranking is that it was sour you know there was not a ton all those fruits they added didn't really open up the beer didn't make it explorable it was just sour and i'm going to put the platform in the third place uh no i in team you know this is my first beer with the kvik uh, yeast. I'm looking forward to trying more. Uh, I see the I see the hype out there, and I just want to kind of understand what the, that yeast does to beers. Then I'm going to put the Brew Gentleman in second place. Delicious, that guava flesh, guava flavor, so good. And then this melange, um, it was an exceptional sour. And then those first couple of sips where you could taste the individual contributors to it, it was a special thing, right? It just was telling this, like, progressive story. Mm -hmm. I wish it would have kept that flavor the whole way through our sample. But, you know, I'm appreciative for the moment, the glimpse that I got at that. Yeah. Aaron. Mm, me. Okay. I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> so in last place, I'm going to go with the Brew Gentleman. Um, not because it wasn't good. It just was not good for me. <laughs> the beer geeks are... It's That's... like, you know that episode, that moment in Star Wars when they blow up Alderaan? Yeah. And like, you know, Obi-Wan feels a thousand yes. million people yes. Star, yes. Star what now? <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the people listening are like... Screaming like, oh, I, I, exactly, exactly. I know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> your <laughs> ranking, and you get the you, you get to rank it however you want. I'm, you do, you I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm, I'm just not right. You're I guess wrong. It's, fine. <laughs> no, it's not it at all. I'm just saying that it's just, it's like when they blew up Alderaan. I know. Well, like if for me, you know, it's like whose line is it anywhere? My points don't matter at all because i do not like beer so the fact that i ranked well, it in last place does not hold it to anything of course neither do ours so i mean you guys are better than i am though anyway so last place with brew gentlemen i like the company they do great things just i don't like that beer um the next one was the first one that we did the yes because that one wasn't horrible it just it was more drinkable than the brew gentleman and that's why it's in second to last place and then in third or plate i guess yeah it'd be third was Fourth. the um this the platform okay um for me it was just a very like i forgot about it it was a very forgettable beer and i hmm. think like what you guys were saying was because we don't know the Ingredient, like the hops or whatever it's made in. I don't it's know. a new. Uh, it, the it's the yeast. The yeast. The yeast. Okay, we're not used to the yeast. I'm definitely not used to the yeast. So I think it's very forgettable. But it was drinkable more than the other two. So third place, and the second place was the sour, the really soury sour. I mean, third place. Third place. Third place. Yeah. Third yeah. place. Yeah. Sorry, it was very very. Platform sour. Platform would have been fourth. Yeah. Sorry. 
I, oh, I mean, You're fine. You don't drink. have a piece of paper in front of you. Oh, my God. This is all by memory. <laughs> um, it was a very soury sour. And then I liked the one that was oxidized because I feel like if it was newer, it would have been really great. It was really great. Exactly. And I really <laughs> liked what it was trying to do, but it was older, but I really wanted mm-hmm. to do what sure. it wanted to do. And then the first place was the um, the other brewery, sour what? Melange. Yeah. Melange. It's called the yes. brewery because the guy's called name the brewery. Is, the guy's name is Patrick the Rue. Rue. Oh, Are you brewery? Okay, well I like the brewery then. We that ran one... into it way too much when we first learned about them. Like yeah. Rue is French for street. So... <laughs> no, 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 nothing no, like nothing that. Nothing to do. But that one I really enjoyed. A lot. Because I like all the dimensions that it had in it. It was great. It was, you can just pick apart everything that the beer was doing, and I loved it. All right, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't take notes. <laughs> Go on, Nick. Okay. Sure, why not? Um, so, uh, sixth place for me is definitely the Hydra. Shocker. Jet turns me down. I can get louder <laughs> if you want. Um, obviously, because the oxidization definitely added to it. Um, however, you can definitely see that this probably would have been a number one winner if it was Could within been, its yeah. peak. Absolutely. Uh, number five is Could going... struggle against the Melange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Uh, number five, Maine. Brew, uh, excuse me. I got a... <clears throat> Sorry. Um, the Pale Ale was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Oh, God, here it comes. And they don't edit. Uh, <laughs> you don't buy some extra cough buttons. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely it cut short. It's, um, In my opinion, it's very enjoyable. But as Greg would put it, it's a turd on a shelf, apparently. Because it just kind of sits there and it never disappears. But... Hey, I mean, if if I'm going to a local brewery and they're brewing that type of pale to ale, to clarify, I'm not satisfied. saying it if you're the, the if you're, well, if you're the kind of person who uses the term shelf turd, it means something that doesn't sell out on can release day, right? That's 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 the people who actually would use the term. Yeah, the shelf turd doesn't mean awful. It means it's something that people would just skip over. It, so it stays and, there. And you could take it even further, right? You could say, I mean, you're like, just adding to the monster because you're adding anything more. Anything that survives the line, you know, some people would consider a shelf turd. Gotcha. Now, number four uh, is going to go to platform. Uh, no, I in team. Um, maybe it's because I'm not used to the strain of yeast. Uh, maybe because it had Cascade in that one, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one with the Cascade, New Cascade England. and Laurel, yeah. Um, it gave me that little bit of, like, uh, after Greg mentioned, like, an orange chamomile. It gave me that reminder of uh, Mandarin chamomile that I had. But um, just that one struggled with me. Um, I enjoyed it, but it also, when trying to really pull it apart, struggled with me. Uh, number three is going straight to Epic Brew. I really enjoyed the super sour aspect of it um that like hardcore what we we were thinking it might be lactobacillus not quite sure but um that type of aspect i really enjoyed uh number two and number one are very difficult for me i had a hard time trying to figure it out and this is probably i want to say flip of a coin but more or less probably just biased 
So number two is going to the brewery. Melange, um, fantastic. Um, I think Jeff described it perfectly, where it was just taste. Go on to the taste. Just drink it like that. That to me describes it perfectly. When you're with a bunch of people over analyzing the, the smell flavor. of something, take just the taste the flavor. So take the flavor. Take, take, take the flavor. The flavor. Take the flavor. We have a title, by the way. Take the flavor. I mean, that was hands down the best way to describe it. It was a fantastic. It sounds like beer. a red lobster type. <laughs> yeah. Slogan, take the it? flavor. Or like Skittles. Yes, that's it. Taste the rainbow. Taste the flavor. But brew gentlemen's. Uh, it was called Mammoth, right? Mammoth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Imperial IPA. Um, when we had a discussion earlier about hazy IPAs, if that's what is leading to it, that'll change anything that I ever had of a doubt on hazies because that thing was amazing. Hands down, the complexity of it to where you can ignore the complexity of it and still get this unbelievable drinkable beer. Um that was quite enjoyable. So, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. Cue well, the music, Greg. <laughs> well, let me pour. I only have. Well, I can. I, only I have can two keep arms. bullshitting. So, <laughs> makes things a little bit harder. But uh, cue the music. Cue the music. And I, need, I should turn the sound up too. Hey, there it is. Thanks everyone for listening, to Crafty Radio. Really do appreciate it. You can tune in again next week and we'll do the same thing again probably without nick and aaron but who knows open you'll definitely do it next week but maybe in the next week you'll have me if you want to email the mistake that i made this week please email that to (laughs) beer at craft beer radio i need it i i I really hate making stupid mistakes i'm sorry um but email me when i make stupid mistakes man no one wants to hear about it talking about his stupid Everyone's mistakes. got a story to tell. Everyone's got a story. Come on. Everyone, Everyone knows, knows about, about it already, Jeff. Yeah. Come on. From the Queen of England. Come Beer on. Beer at craftyradio.com. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this all night. I'm going to turn on Nick's microphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>